Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face to face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research, conducting interviews, and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. It is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires Generation Z to pursue marriage, become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen, serve with furious intentionality, love well, and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another. To access my sources, subscribe to the show, or get your copy of my latest book, visit anchor.fm slash seth-hensley or check out the show notes of each episode. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of the Restoring Report podcast. Super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today. As always, this is a show about prioritizing relationship in a world of many distractions and keeping marriage and family, marriage and family as central goals for young believers. And today we're going to be reviewing an article by Exodus Cry, the website, um, regarding the article written by uh, a Pulitzer winning, a Pulitzer Prize winning article writer named Nicholas Kristof that was uh, published recently. I believe it was actually last year that he published this article. Uh, he absolutely shook up the world when he posted this. Um, and he had basically been doing research into the ethical, whether or not pornography was ethical or not to have on the internet due to the fact that it is basically a, you know, a breeding ground for child abuse in a number of ways, not only through what children have access to through the internet, but also what children are being uh, trafficked into through the porn industry. So this is an article that's going to be probably pretty not heavy. I mean, I would assume it's going to, it's going to talk about some heavy things. It's not going to be graphic. I would imagine or anything. Um, it's a two minute read. I'm excited to read it. It was again written by Daniel Garcia and he wrote it for Exodus Cry. And the title is The Children of Pornhub, Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times journalist Nicholas Kristof exposes Pornhub. And this is going to be an expose piece, I guarantee you, because um, before before Nicholas Kristof wrote this article last year, um, there wasn't really much being much attention being drawn to the fact that there were some highly immoral, some highly immoral and unethical things going on in the porn industry. Nobody was really turning their eyes to it, but through businesses like Exodus Cry and Fight the New Drug and these these nonprofits that are really starting to fight for um, harmed trafficked trafficking survivors. Um, women and children who have been abused through the industry because there are so many, there was more attention being drawn to it. Um, Nicholas Kristoff was kind of the nail in the coffin, so to speak. And as soon as he published the article, MasterCard and Visa withdrew their services from porn platforms, well, some porn platforms, specifically Pornhub, they, meaning that you can no longer purchase content through, um, their cards on those websites. So that was a huge breakthrough for the human trafficking movement and also the anti-porn movement. But 
So really what I want to do is just draw attention and props and give credits to this New York Times journalist named Nicholas Kristof today for exposing the things that were going on. We're not going to actually read his article today. Perhaps we'll do that in the future. We're going to read an article about Nicholas Kristof's article. And the, again, the title is The Children of Pornhub Pulitzer Prize Winning New York Times Journalist Nicholas Kristof Exposes Pornhub. And it's, it's written by Daniel Garcia. <clears throat> Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Nicholas Kristof, who has been called the North Star of journalism, the conscience of international journalism, and is known for his reporting on human rights issues like human trafficking, just published a scathing, in-depth expose on Pornhub and its undeniably massive problem of child exploitation videos. The article, currently on the front page of the New York Times website, asks, why does Canada allow this company to profit off of videos of exploitation and assault? And, and and details case after case of unconsenting young girls who are struggling to survive under the weight of mainstream exposure to their bodies. Christoph exposes how, despite Pornhub's export efforts to prevent itself as being a wholesome brand. <laughs> Guys, did you know that Pornhub actually markets itself as a wholesome, quote unquote, brand? Um, it's just shocking to me the things that these criminals, they're literally criminals, and they get away with calling themselves wholesome. It's unbelievable. So I'm just glad that this guy's actually sticking his neck out and uh, doing an expose piece on what they're actually doing. Back to the article. Its site is infested with rape videos. It monetizes child rapes, revenge pornography, spy cam videos of women showering, racist and misogynist content, and footage of women being asphyxiated in plastic bags. And that is not a joke. None of that is a joke, by the way. A search for girls under 18, no space, or 14-year-old leads in each case are more, in each case leads to more than 1,000 videos. Guys, did you hear what that, what these people are searching for? Girls under 18, no spaces, and 14-year-old, um, the people are actually searching for that genre of porn on websites. And what's shocking is that they are met, when they click enter on that, they are met with over 100,000 videos as search results. And while while not all of those videos are actually child rape videos, many of those videos are probably consenting adults ages 18 and over the age of 18. Um, what happens is you have these directors who are making those 18-year-olds who are performing in these videos look like they are younger than they really are. So what they're doing is they're sexualizing um children essentially it's it's really pedophilia and not in the direct sense not in actually children being abused on camera but in the fact that they're making sec children appear sexual and it's absolutely wrong it's fostering this um culture of pedophilia and that this is why i cannot stand um there, there's no such thing as ethical porn because what happens is you can't have some there's too much potential for exploitation coercion um, abuse of women and children there's too much sexuality is too sensitive an issue to have in any way on the internet you cannot have that content on the internet if you do what will begin to happen is people will get begin to abuse others in unbelievable ways guys and exploit others in unbelievable ways people have this notion in their head that or all pornography is consensual and that it's all consensually made that all the people in these businesses all the women in these businesses are um paid paid actors in a sense when what they really are is they're people who are stuck in a very life uh, difficult life situation and they're approached by uh either traffickers or pimps or directors who say hey we'll pay you to do this um this modeling this modeling scene for us and they get them in using these really um vague 
using really vague language. And then when they actually get to set, they change the language on them and they say, if you don't do this, this and this, then we are not only not going to pay you, but we're actually going to ruin your career as an actor for the rest of time. Meaning the, 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 act, the Hollywood industry, the acting industry, being a successful videographer or uh, performer is dependent on your ability to make connections guys. So if you have no connections, you are not going to be able to make a living. So what these people do is they exploit you. They say, if you don't do what we say, we're not going to give you a chance to make any connections. You're not going to have a job. And because of that, often, unfortunately, women cave under the pressure, guys, and end up doing things that they don't want to do. But because the videos are already made and uploaded to the internet, they get First of all, they already have like, you know, 2 million views. So there's already 2 million people who have seen the exploitation happening here. Um, But beyond that, oftentimes pornography websites refuse to take those videos down after the women object to having them on there in the first place. They say, hey, I was actually raped. I don't want that on there anymore. And the pornography websites say, whatever, you signed a clause. So you can therefore not say that we have the rights to keep this video up. And... um. There's been really been some lashback on that. And fortunately for the victims of the pornography industry, a lot of them, a lot of the pornography, pornography hosting sites have been forced legally to take down a lot of their content. Oftentimes they'll do it simply out of social pressure and there's no legal action taken against them. It's just that so many people are calling to the attention, attention to the, to the unethical things they're doing that they're basically forced to take it down in order to keep their business afloat, uh, which is a really good thing. But the problem is that because a lot of these videos can be downloaded, they're permanent. So even once these videos are taken off sites, that doesn't mean they're gone because, you know, millions of people have already downloaded them and have them on their computers. And that is irretrievable. So basically you have videos of these women who, you know, for all you know, could be being raped. You don't know if they are or not. You have no clue. Um, you have no clue if they've been exploited. You have no clue if they've been trafficked, coerced. You have no clue. So if you download these videos, you are um, essentially okay with uh, masturbating or getting off to images of trafficking victims. Okay. That is a highly unethical, immoral practice. I don't care if you're a believer or not. It doesn't, it, this is not even an issue of uh, being a believer or not. This is an issue of basic human morality. Okay. These organizations that I'm referring you to, Exodus Cry and Fight the New Drug, these are not Christian organizations. These are organizations who simply have their eyes open to what the porn industry is and what it is doing to women and children. But let's go ahead and resume Nicholas Chris, or the expose piece here. The ex- explosive article also highlights and links to our Trafficking Hub campaign and petition. And we couldn't be more thrilled to see how this piece will inspire a new wave of activists to rise up and join the cause that they, that's already at 2 million strong. We can't emphasize it enough. This is a huge milestone in the Trafficking Hub movement, and it's thanks to passionate individuals like you. We are literally watching history in the making because of a group of justice-loving people refusing to shut up about the atrocities of Pornhub. This is this has openly profited off of for years. Together, we've brought this global injustice to the attention of major media outlets, and make no mistake, every step forward in mass awareness is a step toward shutting down this predatory site. The pressure is beginning to reach a boiling point. If you haven't yet, please re- please consider making a donation to our year-end fundraising campaign to protect children from exploitation. We're nearing halfway of meeting our $300,000 goal, and every dollar will go towards fighting sex trafficking and commercial sexual exploitation, including the continued fight to shut down Pornhub. In addition... In addition, in 2021, we'll be ramping up the fight to protect children through the release of two new groundbreaking documentary films and an eye-opening new book by advocating to change laws so children can be protected more effectively. 
and by providing special trauma therapy to victims of child pornography on Pornhub. And that is the end of the article. Guys, those documentaries that they have mentioned, uh, they'd mentioned in the last paragraph are all out now. They have one called Raised on Porn, uh, exceptional documentary, one of the best documentaries I've, I've ever seen in my life. It details the, uh, challenge that children face growing up today. A lot of times you'll have adults telling kids today, well, when I was young, I had to walk through seven feet of snow to get to school and your generation has it so easy. You just don't even understand how blessed and lucky you are. Um, when in reality, you know, the generation growing up today has challenges that have never before been waded through by any generation prior to us. So we really, I would say this is one of the hardest times to grow up as a child simply because of the, um, inundation of these young brains with content that they're not prepared to deal with. And that happens through these pornographic materials uh, that are available to children online, guys. Y- you're talking about from the age of like the average age of first exposure to pornography is about 11 years old. And you're talking um, puberty is just kicking in around 11 to 13. Okay. So you've got these boys, these girls going through puberty and they have access to something that produces a 200% spike in dopamine instantaneously just by viewing these images and you were expecting them to have the maturity to understand the consequences of their actions if they choose to look at that like what um it's there's no way it's right there's no way it's pornography is not ethical on a number of fronts it's it's so it's so unethical that you can argue against it on a number of fronts for example um you know let's say if a child was on the set where they are filming these these pornographic scenes, then everybody on that set would be charged with CSAN, or not child sexual abuse material, but they would be complicit in child abuse. And nobody would question that. They, everybody in that in that room would be charged for child abuse. But if those same adults make these pornographic scenes and then upload it to the internet, and they give the internet children have access to it there. Okay, so you're uploading it to a site, you're uploading it to a platform where children have access to it. That should, in theory, be the same thing, right? Because you're uploading this material to the web where children have access to it, and there's nothing you can do about that. So you are, again, that is child abuse. That is child abuse because there is no regulation. There's nothing that can keep children off it, right? At least there's nothing widespread that can keep children off it yet. So anybody who has made pornography up to this point is complicit in child abuse, and I'm not really going to back down from that point. Um, This is an issue that has impacted not only my life, but the lives of people that I know and trust and love. And it's something that's really harmed us, guys. And I'm really passionate about um, shutting down any form of abuse on the internet, um, anything, any sort of sexual material on the internet, because what that does is it uh, basically ruins a child's trajectory over the next decade of their life, okay? really, It really steps in and creates little addicts that are growing up with addictions and it's so harmful it's so harmful to them it's it's abuse so uh, that's why i'm so i know this was a heavy topic to have in today's episode guys but i thought it was really important to do Uh, again if you're interested in this article i will include it in the link of to the show notes and i will include the link to it in the show notes i will also include the link to the new documentaries that they have there's one on netflix called liberated uh, the new sexual sexual revolution i've also watched it it is phenomenal the the liberated documentary is about the uh, spring break culture and how casual sex is really messing up the um relational prospects of generation z 
whereas the Raised on Porn documentary is detailing the effects of pornography on a child's brain and the how it actually harms children growing up with access to this material. So they're both exceptional documentaries. Again, Benji Nolo, the director of Exodus Cry, has some phenomenal resources on uh, human trafficking and its links to pornography, as well as many, many documentaries that you can watch. Um, there's just so many good resources that he's got out for you guys now. It's not even funny, and a lot of them are very well-made films. So I would highly encourage you to check those out. I'll include, again, the link to Exodus Cry, uh, their link in the show notes of this episode. I'll also include some of the... I'll include at least one link to a documentary that they've made. Um, there's there's a couple on YouTube. There's one on Netflix. You can get them in several different places. Um, but yeah, it's just super important that we actually understand what's going on here because a lot of people don't. It's really important to understand the signs of human trafficking because it's, it's, it's a modern-day slavery that is occurring today that you can understand and prevent if you know the signs of it. So it's really important for us to raise awareness because when we bring light, when we shine light everywhere, the scummy uh, people in the world, cannot they don't have anywhere to hide. So it's really important that we um, shine a light again on these issues. So thank you guys so much for listening today. I really appreciate you sticking around for this dark topic. I know it's it, it's definitely severe and um, not necessarily encouraging, but it's really important for us to know again if we are going to in any way prevent this from happening for our kids. Because guys, we're growing up. Us Gen Zers, we're at, this show is about prioritizing marriage and family for, for our generation. And when we have kids, this is a battle that we really don't want them to have to go through. Okay? And I know that we live in a, in a modern digital era where kids have access to technology and therefore access to the internet but there are things you can do to create a safer world for your child and there are things you can do to stop this material this abusive material from even being put out there on the internet you can be an advocate you can be a fighter against the pornography and human trafficking movements so thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next time